Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Tuesday, September 7th, and today we're going to hit some of the headlines and especially focus on that bill that passed making abortion mostly illegal in the state of Texas. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you guys had a good Labor Day weekend. It's always good to just get some things done. Me, I spent a lot of my time throwing things away. I I think that's what happens when I'm under stress and I like just a clean space around me. And I've been so busy lately that the desk that I write on was like, you know, three feet high with, you know, old mail. You guys ever feel that way? like the paper just sort of gets to you. And uh, my sweet husband's been helping me finish a couple of projects around the house and we're just trying to get some things done. And uh, man, it feels so good. It feels good because my schedule is crazy busy. So if I have a couple of days to just get some things done and we got all of our homeschool uh, plan sort of, you know, I mean, as we got it, well, we pretty much got it done. So I'm, I'm excited about that. So that was good. So it was a, it was a win for me uh, just to have a little bit of time off. That's what Labor Day weekend is for, to give the laborers a little bit of a break. So I'm excited uh, that we're heading out into fall in earnest and everybody's getting their pumpkin spice lattes on. So that's exciting. And a couple of other things coming up on my calendar. So I want you guys to be aware today, actually, I'm going to be in Olympia. So I'm going to be doing at noon the strike for school choice. We are sending a message loud and clear that we will not co-parent with the government and parents need to stand up. And so you guys, we're going to be at OSPI headquarters at 600 Washington Street in Olympia. Again, it's 600 Washington Street, Southeast Olympia. And if you want to follow the, us on social media, the hashtag is follow the backpack bill. So the idea behind this is that when a child's parents realize this is a bad school, they're indoctrinating my child, then they can say, oh, no, 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 and pull their child out and the money will follow the child. And so we're going to be talking about that. This is an issue that you guys know has been near and dear to my heart for many, many years. And that's happening today at noon at o- OSPI headquarters, we're going to send a message to them that they will not soon forget. On Thursday at 6.30, I'm going to be doing a fundraiser in Cowlitz County, and you guys can get more information on that. I will put it in the show notes today. We're calling that Vision Night, and if you would want to come hear a vision of hope and healing and restoration for Washington State's 3rd Congressional District, come on out, 6.30 p.m. in Cowlitz County. More information is in the show notes today. All right, you guys, some of the headlines that are coming out lately have been, you know, I'm following, of course, like you guys are, what's happening in Afghanistan. You guys need to be praying for the women, especially. The women of Afghanistan are going to suffer terribly. And we've seen this over and over again whenever these tyrannical, especially these hardcore Islamists, when they get into power, they are cruel to women. And the Taliban special forces who are now dressed in in camouflage fired their weapons into the air on Saturday and they brought an an end, an abrupt and frightening end to a protest that was being held in the capital by Afghan women demanding equal rights from their new rulers. So what does the Taliban do? They get out and they shoot their weapons into the air. It is so devastating what is happening over them. Please pray for the women that are in Afghanistan. I find it fascinating that the people that are in our House of Representatives who have been so outspoken against the United States uh, are not saying anything about the women. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, where are you? Why isn't she saying anything? AOC, where are you? 
Where are these women that are uh, supposedly all for Islam and now they're watching these the women in Afghanistan being absolutely devastated? This is going to be a human rights uh, and humanitarian disaster. It's going to be an, an absolute disaster. And so if you if you think about it, it might even be put something to put on your refrigerator, praying for the women and the girls over there who are really going to be suffering now under this terrible form of Islamic rule. And I think we're going to go back to see what we saw in 2002, 2003, uh, as they roll back the rights that the women have been gaining, you know, slowly gaining. And uh, I saw that one of their leaders said basically to the U.S. State Department, stay out of it. So they're not interested. I just think, like I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I think it's fascinating that our State Department is so blind and so dumb that they would stand up in front of the whole world and say, hey, we really hope you guys will be treating your, um, we hope you'll focus on inclusiveness. It's like they don't know who the Taliban is. (laughs) So, or like Joe Biden would say, the Taliban. It's like, it's like they just, they, they don't know. And so interesting, interesting and heartbreaking things that are happening in the news. We're going to keep up on them. But one really good thing that has happened is the, the fight for the unborn has really taken a, a, an amazing turn as the U.S. Supreme Court has refused to hear a case that would ban Texas from banning abortions after six weeks. And I hope, and we're watching this, you know, the goal really needs to be to abolish abortion. That needs to be the goal. And I talk to people, you know, on on both sides of the issue many, 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 many times who would say, hey, these heartbeat bills are terrible because they're they're not actually doing the 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 work of saying absolutely no, but it's a step in the right direction. I will always, I will always, if it saves even one life, it's going to save a whole lot more lives than that because they've essentially said, you know, as soon as we can detect a heartbeat. So if you go in for an ultrasound, that's the other thing. They're going to be listening for a heartbeat. They never, they, they weren't doing that before. So I've, I've been reading kind of various commentaries on this. And the thing that I really liked about it for the most part, and you're seeing, you know, Uber and Lyft now coming out and they're saying, you know, they want to pull their services out of Texas because Texas is so oppressive to women. We have no idea in this country what it means to have uh, oppression toward women. Like legitimately no idea. And they're out there screaming, you know, my my body, my choice. Where are the my body, my choice people on the issue of vaccinations? Oh, I know where they are. They're silent. Because what, what they want is for, they want the right, when they say my body, my choice, what they mean is they want you to have the right to tear an unborn child out of what should be the safest place for them on the planet and murder that innocent human being, that that child that has a, a, a DNA completely different from his mother. And so the hypocrisy, the stunning hypocrisy of the radical left and the pro-aborts in this nation and around the world is absolutely amazing to me. Because when you say my body, my choice, when you're talking about abortion, it's not your body. It's the body of a baby, a different person, a different, a different, a unique set of DNA. And so I applaud uh, Texas. And so this law was signed into uh, signed into law. This bill was signed into law by Republican Governor Greg Abbott. And this happened way back in May. And it prohibits abortions once medical professionals can detect a heartbeat. So usually this is around six weeks and it happens before a lot of women even know they're pregnant. And honestly, it highlights the fact that before you even know you're pregnant, this little person that's growing inside of you with its own set of DNA. There will never, there's never been another person uh, in existence before like that one. And there never will be again. And they already have a heartbeat before most women even know they're pregnant. 
And, and so they took it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court basically refused to hear it. And that, I think, is what absolutely should happen. They're going to say, and, and a court that really upholds the law is going to say, no, the states should be making this decision. And we have federalized our government. We have federalized everything. And it's hurting us. And so I, I, I was applauding it that, that uh, the United States Supreme Court would stay out of it. You know, you've got, you know, lawmakers all over the country saying, this is terrible and women are going to be, you know, women are going to be hurt and injured and blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is this needed to happen. I think it's a sign that our democracy, while it's limping along and on life support, is still alive. So this decision came down that it was 5-4, should have been different, but whatever. It was 5-4. Roe v. Wade was a split 7-2 almost 50 years ago. So it's kind of amazing what's happening in the country right now. There's a few people left in the world that are going to stand up for the rights of the unborn. You can count me among them. And now is our chance. We've got an an opportunity. And so this is, just keep watching it because, you know, Planned Parenthood, they're they're losing their minds. People that just, you know, their their highest ambition in life is to make sure that a woman has access and the ability to kill her own unborn child. Just let that sink in. And I, for one, applaud this decision. I think you guys need to be praying that this happens all over the country. It's happening right now. We're starting to see rumors trickling out of the state of Florida that they were, they're considering similar legislation. You know what this means? This, this means that there's going to be more people being born, more babies having a chance to live. And I, I support it 100%. So that was exciting. In the middle of all of this bad news, I was really glad to see a good decision come out of the Supreme Court because let's be honest, we haven't had a lot of good decisions coming out of the Supreme Court, which has really been, uh, really been sad, uh, sad to watch. All right, if you guys aren't following PJ Media, I want to encourage you to do it. This is kind of where I go to for my news. They're very balanced from what I can tell. I don't watch Fox News really anymore at all, but I... I really have enjoyed PJ Media. The other day I was on some of the mainstream media platforms just to see how they're responding to the continued insanity uh, that is the COVID crisis. And I don't, I don't see an end to this anytime soon because people are so divided over it. But a couple of things you guys need to be absolutely aware of is that, well, first you're being lied to on a mass scale. And secondly, they're using fear as a weapon. And this is how, this has worked well for generations. You guys heard me when when my friends who grew up in Russia came to talk about how their country was slowly taken over. That's a similar thing is happening here. I thought that there was an interesting news article that came out of Stanford the other day. And uh, I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today because it says, this is the headline, new Stanford studies on COVID-19 infection fatality rates should end COVID stand forever. That's interesting. The guy that, that did this study, he's got a pretty long title. After his name, it says Professor of Medicine of Epidemiology and Population Health and by courtesy of Statistics and Biomedical Data Science. So to boil it down, he's a medical doctor trained in internal medicine and infectious disease who specializes in epidemiology and evaluating medical data to inform decisions. So this is kind of a big deal. He's, he's, a, he's a big player on the global scale when it talks about uh, infectious disease. And so I'm not even going to talk about all of his awards because... There's too many. But while he can speak in layman's terms, and now I'm quoting you from PJ Media, while he can speak in layman's terms, he's not likely to deal in the panic and hyperbole preferred by news sources such as CNN. A legitimate hypothesis 
would not likely endorse masking all children above two as a public policy based on current available data. Like any other prominent researcher who has bucked the narrative, he has received criticism and does not appear on mainstream sources. One of the strangest features of the pandemic is the personal and sometimes professional attacks on well-respected researchers and physicians who dissent from the narrative of our health agencies. For months, anyone who has done this has known the cost and has chosen to proceed. Because of this trend, I tend to take everything they say pretty seriously because they've bucked the system. And to buck the system at this point appears to be motivated by their conscience. So this brave doctor, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today, has published a paper entitled Why Most Public Research Findings Are False. And he, he's gone out there and gone on a limb, just like America's frontline doctors, just like Dr. Richard Bartlett, just like many of the doctors who I have interviewed on the show over the last year and a half. And they're telling you something is terribly wrong. And I love that these doctors are coming out and saying, yep, that's exactly right. And what they're doing is they're using the pandemic to strip you of your constitutional rights and your constitutional freedoms. All these things happening in Afghanistan while we're watching over here, our freedom being absolutely obliterated. I don't know if you guys are following what's happening in the news, but there are doctors and nurses all around the country, many of them here in Washington state. A Peace Health Hospital, I have absolutely no respect for Peace Health Hospital anymore. It's so sad what is happening to these doctors and their nurses and their stories are heartbreaking and I am getting them in my inbox every single day. And in the Oregon Nurses Association, of which one of my family members uh, is a part of, reported on Wednesday of last week that 111 nurses for Peace Health have been placed on unpaid administrative leave. Why? Because August 31st was the deadline for employees to provide proof of vaccination or an exemption. And what we're finding is that many of these doctors and nurses, many people who are in the healthcare industry are watching the devastating side effects and bad reactions and terrible outcomes from these experimental gene therapy, so-called vaccines. And in Oregon, I mean, the state of Oregon and Washington's on fire. And this is kind of what we'd expect from Oregon. But you guys, it's not just limited to my part of the country. It's happening in other places. And so before you think that all healthcare providers are, on, are of one mind, you really need to check out this hashtag. United, we stand. Divided, we fall. Listen to this lady. I'm an RN of 10 years and I'm being fired on December 1st. I'm not political. I don't watch the news. I do my job and I go home to my family. I love caring for others from every single walk of life and take that responsibility seriously. Last year, I worked the floor when no one else wanted to. I have my own medical issues, but I willingly worked that floor. I sat face to face with your loved ones without fear because I trust science when it says the survival rate is greater than 99%. However, I don't judge anyone who is scared. If I hadn't seen all the things I'd seen with my own eyes, I would probably be scared too. Most of my patients walked out the front door. Yes, the virus is real. Some became extremely ill and have long-lasting effects. Some succumbed, but most walked out the front door. This year, I'm working in the emergency room and I'll be fired on December 1st for refusing a shot. How is it possible? that I worked the entire past year, most shifts on the COVID floor many times without proper equipment and without the shot, but today I'm expendable. Well, I stand for freedom. You have the right to disagree with me and I will still support your opinion, but I will never agree to force anything on anyone. This is about freedom, you guys. Here's another one. She said, I never thought I would witness and then be forced to choose between my livelihood, how I provide for my family and taking the COVID vaccine. 
The personal opinions on why or if you have been vaccinated or not are all irrelevant to me. It should always be a choice. I will be walking away from a career that I worked hard to obtain, dedicated over 13 years of my life to and have student loans for that I'm still paying for. None of this is right. I am completely heartbroken. I'm going to link back to in the show notes today, an article from America's Frontline Doctors urging nurses and healthcare employees not to bow to the pressure to be vaccinated or quit. This is what they're stating, quote, as mandates are increasing and as the, quote, deadlines fast approach, you should not quit your job. Do not be fooled if your boss is saying you must resign. Make your boss fire you and do not sign anything or agree to to anything that says otherwise. Do not agree with a, quote, voluntary resignation. If you are fired, you are eligible for unemployment. Anything else and you're not. Uh, America's Frontline Doctors also offers resources to health workers who object or cannot receive the vaccine. And so I want you guys to, to check that out. This is so sad to me. What we're seeing happen right now is criminal on a hundred different levels. I have said this many, many times. I don't care if you want to get the vaccine or not. You want to participate in, in the trial, super great. But my family doesn't want to. And I would never force you to do something against your will that you did not want to do. And when we look at these doctors and nurses and they're talking about how this is this is playing out across the United States and around the world, I can see that we are, that we're coming up. It's going to, I think things are going to get a whole lot harder. So we're going to have to stand up and say, absolutely, no, we're not going to do that. I don't care what Father Fauci says. And for all, for all I know, you know, all these people that are talking about the vaccines right now, and they're continuing to say, well, now the vaccine doesn't work. So now you need a booster. I read an article yesterday off of the mainstream media. I actually think it was MSN that said they are talking now about having you take a COVID pill for the rest of your life rather than a booster. Just every day, like a vitamin. (laughs) I read that to my husband and he was like, what? I mean, it's just, it's madness what's going on right now, you guys. So open your eyes, uh, do your homework, don't be bullied and stand for freedom. Again, I'm gonna be today in Olympia at the OSPI headquarters in the strike for school choice. Come on out, you guys. It's more important now than it's ever been. Whatever you're doing, this is more important. We need to make our voices heard before we lose our ability to speak completely here in the United States. Watch what's happening in Australia, which by the way, and this will be the thing I end on today, I just want to point out the Australians gave up their guns years ago. And now they are absolutely defenseless. Watch what the police state that Australia has turned into is doing to its own citizens. This is wrong and we need to wake up. And for those of you who are thinking about uh, getting medical exemptions, you need forms to pull your kids out of out of school. If you're particularly if you're here in Washington state and if you need more information on homeschooling, I don't care where you live. If you go to Heidi St. John for Congress. And you and you scroll across the top, there's a tab that says get involved. If you mouse over that, you'll see a tab underneath that that says action. And you will see links to all the forms that I've been talking to you guys about. Take control of your own life. Do not co-parent with the government. Do not let them bully you into doing something that you don't feel comfortable about doing. What will happen at the end of all this stuff? When will it stop? Well, there is no end in sight unless we stand up and say, no, enough is enough. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Hang in there. Hang in there. Good things are coming. I'm coming back here tomorrow with some really wonderful guests. You guys are going to be encouraged. Hang in there. Keep trusting the Lord. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. 
for more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.